0: Hello heroes and welcome to another spook extravagant episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. Today we return to Pumpkin Hollow for more Kids on Bikes with Patrick Rothfuss. But before we get to that, I've got some exciting announcements. One Shot is going to be adding a new podcast that will be a familiar story to some. We've adapted our A Woman with Hollow Eyes streaming series into a podcast format. For those who aren't aware, last year OneShot broadcast a streaming series based on Monty Cook Games' Invisible Sun role-playing game. It starred myself, Kat Cool, and newly cast SNL writer Alan Linick. And it was GM'd by Monty Cook Games' own Darcy Ross. Since it aired, we've had people pounding on the forbidden door to get us to release it as a podcast. We hired sound designer and musician Will Lovendahl to create a custom soundtrack for it and edit the episodes. The first episode of the Woman with Hollow Eyes podcast will broadcast on Thursday. We'll be starting it off on a bi weekly schedule, so be sure to subscribe in your podcast app of choice. Speaking of new shows, be sure to catch up on the new Campaign Skyjacks, which premiered with two episodes last Wednesday. With all that out of the way, I'll see you in the mid roll, heroes. Let's pull over to our good friend, Party Sub.
1: (laughs) Our good close friend.
0: Our close, close friend party sub. Hank, you got spotted by these adults. Yeah, um, I'm not you, happy about that. You
2: failed You failed hiding. What did you do in response to that? So I really took a tumble there mm-hmm. uh, and it's pretty embarrassing. So I'm kind of brushing dirt off and I'm sitting on the other side of the van from where all the activity is with my back to the van and I just have my backpack like clutched in tightly and I'm kind of observing from far away what all the adults are doing and trying to get as far away from those from that couple as possible.
0: Okay. I want you to make a flight roll for me. Can't fail twice. Can't fail oh, twice. Oh, true. I didn't. Uh, 17. 17. Okay. Um, so I'm reading this flight roll sort of as your instinctual reaction to danger mm-hmm. um, in addition to just your ability to get away. You are thinking through your options like you you don't really like the feel of those adults. They've got your hackles up and you can feel the hairs on the back of your neck start to stand up. Mm -hmm. Suddenly the world around you feels very large, and very unsafe, Mm -hmm. and you instinctually turn. And as you do, because I, I think this is a cul de sac. Um, mm. And, you know, forgive me because I don't know. The uh, spookiest
2: neighborhood configuration. Yeah. I don't
0: know if uh, neighborhoods had that configuration at the time this house would have been built. Uh, I should really take an architectural history course. But you look no. down, <laughs> you look down no. at the end of this cul de sac back where it meets up with the main street. And, you can see in the middle of the road, like where, where the main road intersects with the cul-de-sac, there's this like clean shot. Nothing is in your way. There is a person dressed in black with a wide brimmed hat and they are looking intensely
2: at you. And I get this chill on the back of my neck. You
0: you got that Um and then I before saw that. you saw that. And like now that you've seen that, it's full-on
2: fear. I'm going to run right up to Mr. Bailey. Okay. Ooh. So, Mr. Bailey, uh, wh- where, where did
0: you move as they started to shoot these news packages? Just to clarify,
3: you mentioned that we'd been building up a little bit of rapport. Might this have been my first actual, like, move
0: yeah on that yeah i think this is your your full fo- like you you've seen each other in passing um because sometimes he is at the studio when you're at the studio um and like you've had a couple friendly conversations this is the first time you've made any sort of physical contact okay
3: and so it happened there was like a little bit of eye contact and I was in no way prepared for that moderate amount of success. Yeah. (laughs) And it threw me in a way that a nothing or a rebuff would never have. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. And then as soon as like there was that moment happened and then immediately I broke off and kind of stepped to the side and like – The, the genial teacher kind of like, like I put that on like a suit and I sort of keep an eye out and I'm like, say, you know, you're looking good. But then I back way off.
0: Okay. So you backed way off or are you still watching like the production?
3: Oh yeah. Oh no. I'm totally watching, but I'm trying not to look like this is the most important thing in the world oh. to me. So I'm I'm effectively being a real amateur teenager right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Party sub, you see Mr. Bailey just off to the side, uh, trying to look inconspicuous. And I guess it's kind of hard to do that when so much of uh, your surroundings are open. Like mm-hmm. there are no plants <laughs> or trees or anything really.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I guess I walk up to him and... He's clearly got his attention focused on something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm at first pretty polite. You know, like I try to get in front of him. I try to like circle around him and gain his attention. I'm about to walk up and like tug at his sleeve. And mm-hmm. then I think better of it when I see his expression. And then I look up at his face and then I say, Sebastian! <laughs> <laughs> And
3: I I I would legitimately startle, uh, a little bit of a jump, and I'm like, yeah,
2: yeah. Sorry, about that, Mr. Bailey. Hank, we have to go.
3: No, is he like all sweaty? Is this child
0: in distress? He, he does appear to be rattled.
2: Yeah, somewhere. my hat. So the way you can tell I'm in distress is normally my hat is backwards. I've turned my hat forwards. Oh, focus. No. Yeah.
3: Oh my god, I had no idea it was that bad. Yeah.
2: This is a forward hat um, situation.
1: The sun is setting. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I do whatever the effective not creepy version of mm. like kind of getting down on one knee and saying, "Hey, son, what's what's the this matter?" This is a two term um, Carter
0: America again. Yeah, there, there is none yeah. of that in, in this America.
3: Oh, okay. So yeah, <laughs> I, I will. I'll, I'll actually. Yeah, that was your rule. I'll, I'll put my <laughs> I'll put my hand on his shoulder and I'll say like really genuinely. I'm like Hank. What's what's the matter?
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, thanks for getting on my level, champ. Um, so. <laughs> Oh <laughs> um, God! Uh, we can't stay here. We shouldn't be here. We can't stay here
0: and we have to go. When you walked over to him and walked onto the property, the feeling of anxiousness left as soon as you walked onto that dirt to stand next
2: to Mr. Bailey. Mm-hmm. So I, I relax a little bit as soon as you get down and uh, we make eye contact, but I'm still definitely like a spooked animal right now.
3: You okay, you're you're
2: you're a little sweaty here. Even I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. I just I think we should I think we should go somewhere else. I don't think I don't think we're supposed to be. I don't think anyone is supposed to be here. I don't know why. I have what was that thing that you? Uh, I have a hypothesis.
3: Okay. Hey, you, good job. What uh, your hypothesis is?
2: My hypothesis is that something extremely bad is going to happen, and I don't want to stick around and test it.
3: Oh, well, oh.
2: Well, see, then it's not science. I don't think it's science, Mister Bailey. <laughs> oh
1: my god. Don't test it. it's yeah. not about
2: this. can we get independent verification from the news crew
3: <laughs> you know now here's here's the thing um he immediately takes this seriously yeah. you know mm-hmm. he is not the parent who doesn't listen he's not <laughs> the the oblivious and so he says okay but point me at what the problem is and i'll steer us clear okay
2: okay uh well it's not it's not like a science feeling it's like a it's like a hunch and then he directs you to the end of the driveway yeah. where he saw the thing and i point at and, where the thing was and of
0: course it's not there
2: yeah so uh, it's not here right now i saw it was like a it was like a man a man and he was wearing a hat and it was like uh, it's it's not like it's not like a halloween costume it, it wasn't right it was it was not it was a man who was not supposed to be you know what hank that sounds Pretty fucking weird.
4: No. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> there's our one.
3: Want me to do a quick lap here? I can gather up the yeah. other kids and. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to come with me?
2: Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, and you know what? Yeah, no, that's fine.
1: Yeah, I can do that. Okay.
3: Um. <clears throat> so, like, I'll, I'll scout. Like, where's where's Cody?
1: Cody is fully in the shot um, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> because there are windows to be peeked into. Of course, Cody's going to go up and be peeking into this window. So he's in like, I think, in the front yard or maybe like on the side mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. where Brody had gone as peeking into a window just to see what's inside there. Because he's a whippersnapper who loves to look inside his place. He's not supposed to be looking at it.
0: So you're looking in this window like and you've seen a couple empty dusty rooms there's some furniture in in there mm-hmm. too um it's kind of interesting the the place looks real old weird and creepy it's that uh, exact middle ground uh, i think that exists for kids where it is enticing and repellent at the same time mm-hmm. it's
2: it's like weird and gross in a fun way
0: yeah it's,
1: it's like, that spooky gross i need to touch it i yeah. need to i need
0: to look at it I probably why you're sick all the i
2: know
1: i need to touch everything <laughs>
2: and like you're
0: looking around a room looking for a second something i think calls your attention like a bird flew overhead or something you, you look away and then you look back in the room and there is a 16 year old girl in that room and, and she, i haven't seen her before you have not seen her before yeah. and she motions to you to come in like it, it, it's not a beckon it's not a creepy beckon but she is like seriously communicating with you to enter this house
1: Cody turns and looks from side to side, doesn't really see anyone who he knows because Miss far away and Brody's on the other side of the window. And this is kind of the first time someone's asked him to do something just because it's him. Yeah. So he's like, I think I'm going to go inside. No. So he starts to try and push the window up
0: okay i'm thinking that's a brawn roll
1: (laughs) no i'm so weak so brawn is my d6 Mm -hmm. okay let's see
2: let's see what we got you're actually stronger than i am that's true you're just as strong as i am
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's a two a two uh the window is a little stuck Mm -hmm. um if you want to get in you're gonna have to find a different route
1: um i'm also very lucky Ooh. you're so lucky i'm so lucky um you're lucky. i think yeah so i what what does that what does it give me
0: i am looking that one
1: up in the meantime i'm just trying to push it open and, and hear those noises yeah
0: lucky <laughs> may spend two adversity tokens to re-roll a stat check i don't have any adversity tokens, so it doesn't matter <laughs> well so you failed and you do get an adversity token for that right
3: I love this happening in the background as he's saying, you know, vacant for the last 30 years, the mysterious mysterious Heller estate, you know, and, and he's like jumping up to look in windows and then he's desperately uh, trying to push it open. Uh,
1: They're
0: not going to be able to use any of this daytime stuff. Uh,
1: I think I want to look for a basement door or something something there the back.
0: there is like if you move around the back there is a basement window like one of those classic basement windows and mm-hmm. it's open
1: it's just straight up open yeah i do another one of those like look around things like okay cody you've been inside lots of places this is just inside a different place <laughs> <laughs> it's like all those books that you read like when you're going cave dive in and one of these days, you're gonna climb a mountain, and it's just gonna be the same thing. This is the first of many journeys that you're gonna take. Okay, here I go, and I imagine that this self monologue mm. goes on for like ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. to himself for so ah. long, and then hears a rustle in the bushes, and he just jumps in. Feet first. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. like, like
0: falls right in. Yeah. you land in an unfinished basement, which I think, in the best of times, looks terrifying. This situation is not better Hmm. and you (laughs) you are immediately (laughs) uh torn between like it, it, it is dark in here the only light that's coming in is coming from that window that you just rolled in through it seems as though the darkness is stubborn like it doesn't want to leave simply because there is light shining there. Although the room should be better lit from that open window, everything about it feels dark and shadowy. And I think there's sort of an ambivalence uh, running through you right now. There is fear, but there is also a feeling of, of you're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think it's a mix between like feeling safe and feeling incredibly anxious. As you are going through that feeling, You hear a voice say, finally. Uh, So we're going to cut over to Brody. You have uh, put your dust tag on the side of this house. Uh, Were you going to be doing anything else?
4: He kind of walks up to, I feel like there's like a very large wraparound porch that may wrap around almost the entire house. But he kind of walks up to uh, where like this porch would be. And there's kind of like a banister there. Mm -hmm. And he pulls out his kitchen knife. Yeah. And starts just like etching stuff into it, like he's like putting his favorite band in there. He's like carving out Devo and like stuff. (laughs) What a cool guy! Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Devo is, I think, an interesting pull for your character. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to get a grit roll from you.
2: Great. No grit.
0: Pranks.
4: Uh, I have Cool Under Pressure. I have to be with you the whole time.
2: Does that give me something?
0: (laughs) Cool Under Pressure would... May spend one adversity token to take half of your die's value instead of rolling on a snap decision. This is Mm, not really a snap decision.
4: I just was... seven. Seven. Nice.
0: That's a good roll. You also get a hairs up on the back of your neck kind of feeling. And you don't know why. You look around... And then you see movement on a rooftop of a house that's like kind of adjacent to the witch house. From far away, it looks to be a massive bird. You see a big tangle of wings. You've mm-hmm. never seen a bird that large before.
4: And he says like, that ain't Iggy.
0: Oh, Where's the bird? It's not adjacent to, but like it's very close within to the, the witch house. Within eyesight of the witch house. Bird. Bird. And you don't freak out. Mm -hmm. This is a huge bird, unlike anything you've ever seen. Which Um, of the
2: two types of bird is it?
0: It's
4: definitely uh, an (laughs) owl. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's closer to the owl spectrum. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: So what do you do? You you see this thing like ruffling around this big tangle of feathers and wings.
4: There's like one aspect of science and things like that that Brody is really interested in, which is... Uh, whatever the study of birds is called. Ornithology. Ornithology, Ornithology. that's what I thought. He's very into ornithology uh, as he does keep a bird. And he, it's it's weird because it does not seem to have the dimensions of any bird that he would know of. It's not even one that has like in a book they would have of like exotic birds and things Mm -hmm. like that. It's not even one that he would identify from like ancient birds. Yeah. So he's just kind of like, it's this weird like figure and shape that, your mind jumps to bird because that's the closest thing it could get to but mm-hmm. he, it's absolutely not bird and he yeah, kind of but- takes his knife and kind of puts it, wipes it off on his jeans and puts it back into his pocket and then starts to, like walk back to where he was coming from
0: okay um, I think as like you're watching it um, and sort of like walking back to where you were coming from I need another grit roll from okay. you this Ugh. one is going to be
1: too many scary things
0: oh no okay cool so this, <laughs> this appropriately frightens you yes. um as you're turning this big sort of like awkward tangle of wings mm-hmm. that like you really you were trying to sort it into bird shape mm-hmm. uh, but your mind was struggling all of a sudden two wings pop up mm-hmm. at full spread and you can see these uh white gold sort of feathers it is a gorgeous spread but it does make you realize that I wasn't just seeing one oh. uh, set of wings there. And to compound that problem and make it much worse, you see popping up over these feathers are these gold yellow eyes that oh just sort God. of start popping up on the underside Ooh. of the wings and like the pupils dilate and nope. like all turn mm-hmm. to look at you and that causes you to freak right the
4: oh, heck out. Yeah, he starts sprinting <laughs> it around.
0: And you immediately run into the owners of this house. Okay. Uh that couple. Mm-hmm. Um you just sprint right into them. Let's cut over to Mr. Bailey and party. Sub I think you went the other way around the house, uh, which we will now call the Cody way. You you went Cody mm-hmm. um, word and you're sort of looking okay. around and I don't think it's hard to see because this is a dirt property, like small footprints of your friend leading up to this open window.
2: That's bad. That's very bad. Well, uh, those are Cody size footprints, not Brody size footprints. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
3: he he see, certainly shouldn't have gone in there. That's that's. But I kind of get down. Is there a light on in the basement? Can I see?
2: There
0: is not.
3: <sighs> is there a door on this side of the house?
0: Yeah, th- there's one of those external oh, like storm doors I think. Oh yeah, called. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get on New England houses a lot cuz th- there's got to be. You you know, actually I'll just I'll be
3: down there I'm like and I'll I'll say through the window I'm like Cody, Cody.
0: Okay. Um so if we cut back to Cody real quick. I need you to walk further in. It's hard to talk.
1: What I want to be able to do is in my backpack um and I don't know if this exists in the 80s, and I don't care. I have a bike light, but the only light that it can do is the strobe. Oh. So, oh. Yeah. So uh, nice. So,
0: in Carter's America, of course, we have strobing <laughs> bike lights because we're keeping people safe.
1: But, uh, so are actually means given to everyone. I mm-hmm. can see sometimes, but I can't see all oh the God. time. So I think can... I think
0: you've got it on a nice, slow strobe.
1: So I can move oh, closer, closer. <laughs> yeah. So I can see kind of my surroundings. So I'm moving further into the basement. Yeah. Who? Oh, why did you come? Come to me? I've done a lot of the work here. <laughs>
0: um, oh my god! <laughs> and like, yeah, you, you see blinking on and blinking off, taking in your surroundings. There's a lot of dusty furniture piled up. There are things covered in sheets, and you know, there's like a lot of particulate in the air. And the, like, the light comes on. And you see that girl again. <gasps> and she's she's motioning you to walk further in.
1: No, you walk. You walk further. Why do you... Where are I gotta go? To...
0: It's hard to talk. I need you to come closer.
1: Gosh. Okay.
0: And so you walk further in and... Suddenly, the strobe goes on, and she is immediately standing in front of you, <laughs> where she looked very far away before. I need your help, God. And we'll we'll cut back outside again with Bailey and Hank. Despite the fact that that strobing light
2: scene is definitely happening in there, you cannot see any strobing the lights, lights. <laughs> Mr. Bailey. We have to get Cody. we have to get Cody. I have to. Cody has to get better. We have to. I have to teach Cody how to skate. Mm. <laughs>
0: This child is, like, thinking of long-term plans. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
3: no. I'm the child. Um, now, when you say the storm doors, are these, like, Wizard of Oz, like, to the root cellar, those slanty ones yeah, you're talking about?
0: those slanty boys.
3: Okay. So, uh, yeah, looking down, and, like, there's no way I'm fitting through this window, right? No, no.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. You're an adult man.
3: Um, Hank would have a good shot, but... And I'm also thinking, like cody doesn't need to get in trouble for busting into some people i, I can, i'll just go get him i'll just go mm. get him real quick he, he climbed down he can't climb back up i'll just and so of course they are locked
0: with a chain and a padlock right absolutely like there's there's no way they wouldn't be it is a rusty chain rusty padlock situation
2: use your karate mr bailey
3: you know what he says that, and I put one foot on one storm door mm. and I grab the handle, and I go <coughs> and i just uh, yank it up with the other hand uh, roll me, roll uh, me just just the
5: <laughs>
3: come on, dice, do me come good or on, do me days. bad, but don't don't put me in the middle no that's it's a i
0: was just having fun with you that rusted ass handle (laughs) pops right off
1: (laughs) i was about to say then he gets out his gun and then he shoots
0: the door he shoots it good uh yeah no the 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 handle pops off and the handle was what was sort of the chain was around so it's Mm. gonna be fairly easy (laughs) to open it now
3: and then i i look at at him and i'm like i'm like you didn't see this
0: i turn
2: around
3: (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, yes, you got to look now. Oh, we're going oh, in okay. here. Right? No, you were being so,
2: cool. No, you were being you really cool.
3: <laughs> no, I mean, you. I, we didn't do this. Right. We did- right? Right. Me, the teacher. Uh, I'm not taking. Okay, just just here, and I open. I do the
2: two fingers to my eyes, and then the two fingers to his eyes, and I know that's not what that means. That means you (laughs) you
3: looked at me. That means the opposite Hmm? of what I said. Get here, go, and I, I I open the one side, and I'm like, go down, go get in before anyone sees
0: us. So we're gonna pop over to Brody once again. I think you let out a half scream. It was going to turn into a larger screen, but you ran into these people so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, You sort of bounce off of them. And, you know, this young couple is, like, leaning down over you, and the gentleman is, like, offering a hand to you. Didn't see you there. Sorry.
4: He, like, gets up by his own uh, accord and, like, doesn't grab the hand. He's like, gotta run. Go. Get out of here. Get out of here.
0: Oh, um, well, uh, no, we're gonna live here. Right, but
4: there's, like, a hawk or an owl or something up there. They <laughs> they
0: turn around to look at the roof that you were looking at, and of course, there's nothing there.
4: I, all right, it w- I mean, it can fly, so that's pretty easy explain- explainable. Um, <laughs> all right, have a good life, and he just like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually they catch you by the back of the t-shirt. Little- Classic. We were wondering, you and your friends arrived
4: here with the news crew, right? Yeah, I rode in the van that Chet Williams rides in. <laughs> they sort of smile. One of your friends wouldn't happen to be named Hank, would they? I wouldn't call him a friend, but I know
0: someone named Hank. Mm. So we're part of the Muskrat Club. You know that? Are your parents part of that?
4: No, my dad does most of his drinking at the VFW. Okay. Um, well, there are a bunch of
0: parents and and, and families in, involved in the Muskrats. And one of them is missing a kid. And they gave us pictures. And I think it might be your friend.
4: Uh, he grabs it. But... Uh he grabbed it and turned it over. So it's just a blank piece of paper. He goes, there's no picture. Oh my God. There's no, there's uh, no, there's no picture on here. There's no uh, uh. Uh, other side, son. Other side. <laughs> <laughs> he turns it. Oh, okay. I thought it was like that, but uh, <laughs> he looks at it and it's a very like proper picture. It's like a school photo. Yep, I
2: got my hair cut.
4: The lasers are going on behind you. I don't have a hoodie on. There's no hoodie or anything. Yeah like clothes that fit and things like that. There's no crumbs yeah, there's on no my crumbs shirt. or anything yeah. like that. And I go, I guess this could be Hank if he like took a shower.
0: <laughs> They're fostering him and they think that he might have run away. If that is Hank, if you know that that's Hank, just let us know. They're really worried about him and, and so, they just want to make sure he's safe.
4: So let me get this straight. There are parents out there or two adult responsible people who will take a child in. That is not theirs? Yes. How do I sign up?
0: You know, they, they sort of like look to each other. They they look at you pityingly. Son, is everything okay at home?
4: A home is where love is found, and so I don't really have one of those. Except with Iggy. Who's my bird?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: but it wasn't like a bird like that. And it points up again, and it's not, obviously, there's nothing there.
0: Well, you know, it can feel tough belonging anywhere. But we accept junior members of the Muskrats as well. Would you wanna?
4: I can't have a kid now. I've never, <laughs> even, I've never even kissed. No, anyone.
0: no, 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 uh Here they hand out I think a card that that just has an address of like the Muskrat Society on okay,
4: it, and he has the backwards way, and he's like, "There's nothing on this card." Oh my god, there's nothing on. Oh my god. Oh, he turns it over. Okay, yeah. all right. I thought it was like the picture, which I thought was like the bed I saw. <laughs> i so scared. You're so scared. <laughs> so up. I mean, he did this. Town is so full of
0: ghosts. He did ghost of pictures, ghost card nonsense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you're feeling lonely, you just need uh, some people to hang out with. We're always happy to accept new members. If there's anything that you want in life, the muskrats can help you find it. And as they say that,
4: they give you this look,
0: mm-hmm. and there's just that chill. That goes down your spine again.
4: Uh, All right. Thank you very much. And he puts (laughs) the papers in his shirt as if it was like a breast pocket, but it's just underneath the collar of his white tee. But it's tucked in so stuff won't fall out. And he like puts his hand behind his back and just starts. He can't whistle. So he just starts
0: going.
4: (laughs) And starts to walk away.
0: (laughs) Uh, So we go into those storm doors with Hank and Mr. Bailey, more light pierces into this room and just like before, it seems like the darkness is resistant. If pure light is shining down in there, it's one thing but there's not really any shadowy illumination that uh, accompanies it. so it's still very dark and hard to
2: see. So Hank is stress eating right now. Mm-hmm. He's like grabbing the party subs that he has in his uh, mm. in his hoodie and eating them, but he's not eating all of them. He'll just drop little pieces. So as he's walking, there's just a bunch of party sub detritus oh, behind him in the trail. Oh, he's
1: Gret- Hansel Gretling. Yeah. One would assume. So
0: we are going to cut over to Cody. It's here in the house, and they are looking for it. I need you to stop them.
1: What? Stop what? Stop you. The Muskrats? Muskrats? The where the place where all the old people like hang out.
0: I won't be able to talk more until night, but you have to find it before they do. Find what? Find what? The tongue. Ew. And with that, she snaps away. She was like right in front of you with <gasps> that with that strobe blinking on and off, and then uh. suddenly the dark effect from earlier is it's not quite so dark and the strobe is just like extra light upon the darkness and you can feel the light of the storm door at your back
1: mm-hmm. <sighs> Cody whips around because I think he felt like he was in kind of like a dream and never like the walls were sticking to him at the time mm-hmm. so he just like whips around and be like <gasps> like an asthma attack because he knows what asthma attacks are like and, and then he just starts to like breathe really hard
0: and you hear uh, Cody's trouble
2: breathing uh, Hank. <laughs> Uh, I run right up to Cody.
1: She wants my tongue. What? She wants my tongue. Gross. She wants my tongue.
5: <laughs>
2: I give Cody. Um, I actually have tissues in my backpack. I wrote that down. Uh, I give Cody some tissues.
1: It was, it was so scary. And there was a lady she's dressed, and she's. She How is she dressed? She's she, like, like weird, like with a,
2: Like old timey.
1: Like, I guess, or maybe she's, like, new hip, hip, hip and retro or something that is <laughs> yeah. coming back. But she she said that she was not the muskrats, and she a tongue, and I didn't understand that kind of part she was doing. Uh,
0: the word muskrats definitely calls out to you in that yeah. sort of mumbling mess of a conversation.
2: And my eyes kind of darken when I hear that. Yeah. Um, and I look <laughs> around for Mr. Bailey. Uh yeah
0: mr bailey you i'm sure you followed close behind
3: actually you know i i also leave the door wide open mm-hmm. because i am a teacher looking after kids and that is like that's armor yeah. you know any i i am i am doing no wrong in this situation absolutely
0: not kids are troublesome they get places
3: yep so yeah i clump on down the stairs <laughs> when you said unfinished basement is this like dirt floor and field stone uh,
0: yeah i love Ooh. that
3: okay cody
2: he's okay 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 well uh you uh you want some fritos did
3: you come in here looking for anything in particular cody no,
1: there was a lady and she told me to come in and she said that she needed help and i wanted to help her you saw
2: she wanted cody's tongue she said hmm. there was a lady
1: in this house and she help and when it turns to night she's gonna be able to talk again
0: and i think when you say that cody very suddenly mr bailey you are struck by a vision a vision of the time last night that you had trouble remembering there is a young 16-year-old girl in front of you, standing just in front of the witch house. She's making deep and powerful eye contact with you, and she screams, I need your help. And then it bounces back out, uh, and you're, you're back in the moment.
2: <laughs> so that's a no on the Fritos? Or... I don't know. I don't know how I'm
3: feeling. Maybe later. I get a hand on both the boys, one on oh. each. And I'm like, okay, let's head on up, you know? And I kind of usher them up ahead of me,
5: mm-hmm.
3: up the stairs, head into the light. Come yeah. on. And then I'll close it behind me. And then kind of clumsily and guiltily sort of like put the handle back <laughs> so it at least doesn't look too weird. I'm like, maybe. Uh, like, yeah. As so long as nobody saw this, I don't feel too obliged to tell anyone yeah
2: i give you a big wink as
0: as that (laughs) uh storm door closes and the the light cuts away you know the camera's still in that basement when it shuts uh we see the figure of the girl looking up out those stairs Uh, and then we're with you watching that awkward door scene and it is a delight Hey, heroes, just taking a break here in the middle of the episode to remind you that we got some conventions coming up. November 1st through 4th, you can catch me, Alex Roberts, Jim McClure, Megan Dornbrock, Daniel Kwan, and DC at Metatopia in Morristown, New Jersey. For those who don't know Metatopia, it is a game design festival and convention. Game designers from all over take their working designs and put them in front of playtesters. It's an inspiring celebration of the art of game design and an incredibly educational professional experience for those looking to break into the field. To learn more, including how to register as a tester, head over to doubleexposure.com. If you're looking for more of a play-focused convention, November 9th through 11th, you can find me, Mel D'Amato, Megan Dornbrock, Jim McClure, and the Broadswords at a Catacon in Dayton, Ohio. A Catacon is run by our friends over at the RPG Academy Network. Michael and his team have a very similar philosophy to ours here at OneShot. If you go to conventions because you like to play and a good community, then a Catacon is the convention for you. I'm very much looking forward to seeing folks at these shows. Coming up this week on the OneShot Twitch stream, on Thursday, we'll be streaming more Gloomhaven for a new episode of Total Party Kill at 7 p.m. Central Time. You can find that and more at twitchtv OneShotRPG. Before we get back to the episode, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. Remma Kasper Wyack, thank you. Timothy Smith, thank you so much. Nick Mace, thank you very much. Lavon Jahanian. Lavon Jahanian, also known as the designer of Fuck It's Dracula, thank you a very fucking much. Hayden Cross, thank you so much. Bobby Brace, thank you. Jeremy Jennings, thank you very much. Luke Vizosnik, thank you so much. Mike Dijon, thank you. Amanda Jones, thank you very much. Dudebra, thank you. CJ Hicks, thank you so much. Owen H. Kennedy, thank you very much. Laura Jenka, thank you. Michael Coombe, thank you so much. Conan Crow, thank you very much. Christopher Wilkinson, thank you. William Kirkby, thank you so much. Y'all might recognize William from his work on the Dungeon Dome logo and many other one-shot projects. Scott, thank you so much. And Adam Seaton, thank you. Thanks again to all of our backers on Patreon. You make everything that we do here at the network possible. With all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. I think the couple sort of leaves you alone, Brody. You're still like, I think in the side yard of this house.
4: He's like looped around the side. He's sort of like kind of made his own space for him. I feel like he's close enough to there's either cars parked like older cars parked over there or something that's like clearly not in use and he's just pelting rocks against it.
0: Yeah. I think a crow lands on one of the trees. Mm -hmm. Um, A hawk. (laughs) <laughs> and um, it's sort of like lightly watching you throw rocks for a second. It calls. Uh, uh, I
4: hear the call and I look at it and I, I caw.
0: <laughs> it calls back at you
4: and I call back and it says they're watching. What? And I say they're watching. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> call. Call. <laughs> Brody throws a rock at the crow and it flies away puts his hand behind his
0: back and he (laughs) and i think very conveniently after that moment your friends uh, sort of round the corner from Mm -hmm. the storm door they all look a bit nervous and Mm -hmm. and pale
1: oh i run up to brody and give him a big hug around the around the legs he's like brody
2: get off get off off. i check to make sure brody's okay i give you a nod and then i run over to where sham was written and then I try to make sure that your attention is off of it.
1: <laughs> there's a girl inside. We need to help there her. There's a girl
4: outside. Okay, so she probably went from outside to inside.
1: But we need to help her. She needs help. We don't
4: need to help. Her. No, we don't need to help. Any, no, any. but
1: she said that she. There were only. There's. She's. Something's wrong. You're
4: thinking things. Okay, just stop. Just feel. Stop. Okay. Hey. Hey, guys,
3: guys. You know, I think my house is just like a couple doors down over there, and I think I have. Cocoa. I'm not sure. I think I have some cocoa who would like some cocoa.
2: Uh, party Sub is instantly back to exactly where <laughs> he was.
1: I'm allergic to most milks, but I would love some powder. <laughs> just just
2: the powder. Yeah, Cody um, can only lick a maid. Wait, cocoa. in Carter's in Carter's America, we have almond milk this early.
5: <laughs> 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 we'll we'll see
3: we'll see what we can scrounge up, okay? And then he's he kinda he stops and he looks and he He's like the news crew is still doing uh, their thing, but I'm assuming it's the sun hasn't gone down yet. Uh, the sun is
0: it like it's starting to set? I think because we were we were here like an hour before sunset, so it's it's starting to get low in the sky. The sky's starting to get pretty. Okay, let's come have a come have a sit down. You like a, a little a little bit of, a little bit of
4: food and you guys would be mm-hmm. good. And let's talk a little bit about about what just happened here as people start walking. Brody throws like one last car, one last rock at the car, and he kind of trots up, and he goes, uh, "Mr. Bailey, you know how like crows can mimic people talking." Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Like, how accurate is that? Can like wild crows say like "You're welcome"? Uh,
3: not a wild one. I okay, don't. So think. not
4: that phrase exactly. What about a different phrase? Like,
3: "They're watching." Oh yeah, that that happens very commonly in the wild. What? No, and then I, I look I I just grin at him and I'm like what 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 do you what are you going on about? I'm going on about a bird. Oh I Who's it was dead? did a bird t- did a bird said something? Then it probably wasn't a crow. Oh, it was a raven. <laughs>
5: um,
4: maybe like look, I taught, all I taught Iggy to say is like thought and that
3: took forever. <laughs> I, I you know I, honestly brody i'm 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 physics and earth science like we could ask you mrs henderson tomorrow if you want um right. like i don't i don't know about a lot about about which birds can mimic human speech do you have an encyclopedia britannica at home and I, I, I just look at him. I give him such a look. Um, Smash
0: cut to uh, like, Brody's like,
3: Brody's like, Brody's like <laughs> it's
0: volume
4: 17. I know exactly which way.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, Brody, Brody already has the Encyclopedia Britannica open in his lap and he is studying it intently. I think Mr. Bailey is... Stirring a pot of hot cocoa with a phone pinned between his ear and shoulder as he's just wrapping up a phone call with one of the parents, letting them know where the kids are so we don't have to worry
2: about that. So uh, Hank has just finished washing a bunch of dirt off of his hands. Mm-hmm. He's up at the window, just looking at the window, trying to make sure that nobody's watching them.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I need you to roll grit. Roll okay. that grit. Uh grit. Grit. Seven. Seven. You are keeping a very watchful eye. I think Mr. Bailey's house is on the opposite side of the main road and sort of like looks down that row of cul-de-sac right to the witch house. And at the road, at that intersection, you see a man in black shadowed now under the streetlight.
2: Uh the camera cuts quickly and all of a sudden Hank is like almost underfoot where Mr. Bailey is. Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. Well, I start tugging on your sleeve. Yeah? Yeah, um excuse me. Sorry. Uh um uh, uh goodbye. I say into the phone and then hang up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mr. Bailey, Mr. Bailey the 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 man, the thing, the man, the man. He's here. He's not here. He's in the he's down the Show road. me. Show me. <sighs> Well, I know how this is going to go. But I grab your arm and lead you to the window. And I say, he was right there. So,
0: yeah, you lead him over to the window. This time, I think, Mr. Bailey, you catch a glimpse of a figure standing in the middle yeah. of the road. And, like, it catches your attention. And as you move over to the window to get a better look, it is gone.
2: Okay. For a second, you definitely saw it. Hank is intensely, intently studying Mr. Bailey's face. And then when Mr. Bailey turns back towards him and he says, so you saw it too i saw something
4: uh just as they're having this discussion brody yells i found it uh in captivity ravens can learn to talk better than some parrots they can mimic other noises like car hinges, toilets flushing and animal bird calls but nothing about you're welcome or they're watching
3: <laughs> come sit down at the table here everybody
1: okay Cody has just been staring at the TV for about 30 minutes, just silent with his hands wrapped around his legs. But he's obviously not watching it. He's yeah. just like unfocused and kind of doesn't really respond to anyone when they talk to him.
4: Hey, Cody. Brody yells, Cody, get over here.
1: Mm. Cody gets up and sits down real quiet at the table. Cody is 10, 8, how old? 12.
4: 12, okay.
1: Like, but like an immature 12.
4: Okay, <laughs> just 12.
1: That's true.
3: <laughs> I make sure that Cody is sitting next to me. And I kind of put a little bit of an
4: arm around Cody. hmm And... Brody sits on the further end of the table, like the other head.
0: Love it.
3: And I, I'm like, okay. So you guys, we've talked about empiricism, right? hmm Anybody remember? A little extra credit, opportunity here. I guess I
2: roll brains. Yeah, sure. Do we all roll brains? <laughs> we all roll brains? <laughs> uh, I actually want to spend adversity tokens on this. Okay. Uh, so I'll make it a seven. I rolled a four. <laughs> So
0: you, you spend up to seven. Yeah, you remember... I rolled an eight. Empiricism, exactly. If, since you
2: rolled an eight, do you want to say it?
0: or No,
4: Brody remembers, but he's not going to give you the satisfaction. Oh. <laughs> I do like that. Yeah. I do like
0: that. Cody
1: isn't actually in any of y'all's classes. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs>
2: Hank says, empiricism is you need to make sure that you can test something to make sure that it's real in order to make sure that it's real, and then you test it, and then um, you... Test it many times to make sure it's real?
4: It's
3: real close. It's if you believe the power of your senses, right? That's one of the the basic tenets of all science.
2: What about like a gut feeling?
3: Well, here's the thing: if one person has a gut feeling, it's just a gut feeling. If a bunch of people have a gut feeling, you know what it is?
2: It's indigestion. It's
3: indigestion. It's it's not just a hunch. Oh my god. You know, there's,
1: it's indigestion. Yeah, you
3: know, okay. It I'm might sorry. be, it might, what well, you know, what it would be is it would be food poisoning, diarrhea.
2: It's a movement,
3: a bowel movement. <laughs> okay, I, I do, I do the dad eyes. Actually, no, I don't. It, <laughs> uh, Mr., Mr. Bailey doesn't have dad eyes, but he has teacher eyes. He stops. And he, yeah, and yeah, he looks, yeah. Absolutely. He looks at them and he's like, listen now. We straighten up. Yeah. We've all seen some weird things, right? And now, if one person sees a weird thing, that doesn't mean much. We've all seen something. We've all seen a woman, and she was wearing kind of something. Yeah, and like kind of had a hat, kind of looked fancy, but not like you'd see these days, right? Mm
1: -hmm. She's really pretty.
3: She's in vogue. A lot of people don't think ghosts exist.
4: Brody like leans back.
3: I saw Ghostbusters. Ghosts are real.
1: Mr. Bailey, are you saying that she's a ghost?
3: I'm saying that we have i'm saying that if you don't trust what you see then what can you trust
2: and um, I saw a man too. I saw a man who was an old man and he was wearing a hat and he didn't look like he was he was right now
1: and I saw a bird last night that had so many wings that had eyes on the sides of its wings what I didn't tell you I told you last night I saw a bird i know on but I just didn't your listen. house
0: I think. As that conversation was going on, before the bird came to you, you were looking over that business card that they had given you for the muskrat. I was just kind of messing
4: with it, playing with it, it, flipping it.
0: And and you flip it to the blank side Mm -hmm. and it says, you can have the family of your dreams.
1: What? How is that a card? How is that a card? It's a business
0: card. It just says, like, for the muskrat. What? And then Once you flipped it over, it says that. And you're sort of having the cognitive dissonance of, like, you had confirmed earlier that this was blank. Then you hear about the bird with the big tangle mm-hmm. of wings.
4: That's what? The Wait, bird. a bird. I saw a bird. And it was, like.
1: Did it have eyes on the sides? I mean, it
4: had, like, some sort of, like, plumage that looked like eyes.
1: Brody,
2: what's in your hands?
4: What's in my hands?
2: What's What, what do you have in your I hands? I just got caught. What kind of card? I
4: don't know. I'll put it on my
2: bike or something. Okay. Can I see it? <laughs> no, it's my card. I just, I don't want to touch it. I just want to see it.
4: Well, then you can see from over here. Uh, can, <laughs> what does it look like when I look at it? It looks like
2: the front of a Muskrat Society business card. And I don't like that. Yeah, you do not. I get under the table.
3: Okay. Now, I, I actually need to make a pull here. When I was going to build. Mr. Bailey, I was actually going to pick superstitious for him um, Mm. in in terms of a flaw, because in my experience, a lot of people who end up going the science route still have a fascination with the other, you know? (laughs) Yeah, of course. And so I don't picture him as a hugely religious person, like not practicing, but Mm -hmm. like – he, I mean, he has to read sci-fi and fantasy, like of course. Can can he make a pull? Because many wings and many eyes. Pat Rothfuss knows <laughs> yeah. is is a is one of the fucking seraphim,
0: mm-hmm. I
3: think.
5: <gasps> no,
3: and so like I want. Can I make that pull? What does Mister Bailey think?
0: I really like that. I think we can let Mister Bailey have the same conclusion that pat Rothfuss has in, in this because you know his his upbringing could have been anything whether he's yeah. believing or practicing he might have learned that information mm-hmm. somewhere
3: and so i kind of and i'm like i i, I really wish i had the encyclopedia britannica mm-hmm. here <laughs> it seems like they might have seraphim i'm pretty sure it was like one of the revelatory like one of the crazy monks that always did mushrooms like thomas aquinas mm-hmm. And who like did revelations and it's like, it was, it was all crazy bullshit, but they described these angelic hosts and the seraphim were the one with, with 15 wings and 15 eyes. And I'm like, like, I've seen the iconography and I, I kind of like, I sketch, I'm like, uh, did it look like this? I've seen, you know, it's like, well, like this. And I, I draw, I mean, I can probably draw decently well, you know, as a, as a teacher yeah,
0: for sure. I think, yeah, you, you approximate like a woodcut or something that, that you've seen of a seraphim. Old Victor, Victorian. I know,
1: like Cody and Brody like nose up to it and like look real close and, like while you're drawing, getting in the way.
0: And especially, I, I think, Brody, you are drawn in. And you, I think, leave that business card on your chair really quick while you look. And again, you can sort of feel the hairs in the back of your neck stand up as even though this is kind of a rough drawing, it's almost like what you're seeing done on this page is bringing to life the memories in your mind of that tangled mass of wings and those bright glowing eyes. I want to cut underneath the table really quick.
2: Yep. And we see a hand and a hand is grabbing the business card.
0: (laughs) And does it change any? We again establish that the front of it is the Muskrat society card Mm -hmm. and you flip it over and it says, you can have your
2: life back. There is a dotted line with an X next to it. So... Hank stands up so quickly that his head hits the bottom of the table, <laughs> yep. yeah. and then he he kind of grunts and then kicks over a chair. So there's the mm. noise of a chair, and he just bolts out from under the table and starts looking for his backpack. And he's uh, muttering to himself. You
0: can see it immediately; it's
2: in front of you. I grab my backpack and then I look up and I say, "I got to get out of here." You're safe here. No, I, I don't think so. I don't think no one's safe here.
4: Brody starts patting. He realizes that he doesn't have his card on him. Where's my card?
2: I have it in my hands. I do that thing where you can like crumple a card, like uh, I'm. This is an audio medium, right? With my uh, <laughs> with my fingers, and I kind of shoot it towards you with my fingers. Uh huh. Um, and I say, "There's your stupid card. Who were you talking to?"
4: It like, catches it, like as it floats down. Yeah, I mean, it glides right over yeah. to you, really easy. Yeah, like, grabs it. And he's like Money of your business. It's my card. I didn't say you could see it. Who gave it to you? Doesn't matter. It that's, does matter. That's client privilege personality. It
2: matters to me. Who gave it to you? This and it kid met- is
4: very serious in a way that
0: he hasn't been in your previous verbal sparring. Mm-hmm. And you feel the energy of that.
4: Look, I don't know who you think you are, but you don't get to talk to me like that, all right? There's only one person who talks to me like that, and I don't like it when they do it either.
2: Can you please tell me who gave you that card?
4: The couple we saw out front, all right? They gave me this, too, and he pulls out the picture of you.
2: <gasps> Hank starts shaking.
1: Hank, is that you?
2: No. Yeah, It's him with a bath. It's not me.
1: Oh, my gosh. Wait a second. Did you used to go to our school?
2: I still go to your school.
1: Wait a second. What? Wait a second. What?
4: Wait a second. Guys, what? this can only go on so long. <laughs> Brody, like, goes back and sits down at the table and, like, goes back and starts just, like, flipping pages nonchalant, like, very aggressively in the encyclopedia. all while having the card in his other hand. He had flicked the picture uh, at Hank.
2: Hank has crumpled up the picture. Wait a second. (laughs) Okay.
3: (laughs) So like this, I hold up the the picture.
1: Oh, yeah, that's it. A little bit?
0: It's really calling to something deep in you. Uh, I, I have to ask,
2: is Hank going to try and leave? Hank is looking at, is there Coco nearby? There is cocoa the pie.
3: Oh yeah, I brought I brought mugs to the table. He grabs
2: one of the mugs and then he like tries to chug it all at once, realizes it's, it's way too hot to do it's that. Very hot. So then he like does kind of a spit take and he puts it down and he says, Thanks for the cocoa, Mr. Bailey. I'm gonna head out.
0: Hank. Hank. You try and stop him, but he does leave the room because I do want to do this to him. <laughs> you approach the door, you twist the knob, you open it, and standing outside is a man dressed in black no! with a wide-brimmed hat. I
2: just start screaming. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I as if I hear a kid scream
3: something yeah. real bad and real immediate happens. Oh yeah,
1: I think yeah we all run to the door.
2: <laughs> what what do you do with the door, or are you just paralyzed by fear? I think at this this is the first time that's happened to me. Yeah. I'm paralyzed by fear. Okay,
1: well actually, you know what?
0: Let's let's have you roll a uh, grit because that that is what that is means. exactly what it's for. <laughs> <That's> what grit <laughs> means?
2: Uh, where's my default? I think you can do something about this. I don't think you're paralyzed. I take a toy out of my backpack mm. and I just chuck it at him. What toy? It's a TIE fighter.
0: <gasps> oh. Okay. It's yeah. a TIE uh, Oh <laughs> He puts up his hand as it's coming towards him, like flying through the air. It stops mm. and hovers. <gasps> and you can see that the two thrusters in the back of the TIE fighter have lit up. And it streaks back towards you. And as it passes your head, it makes that tie scream. Pshhh!
2: And the man
0: smiles no. with a wide
2: toothy grin. Uh, I grab the toy and start stomping on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and the man is gone. I think, that, dunk, vader. Did we get
1: there right like right as yeah, he disappears? right as he disappears. Where? Huh?
2: Yeah, the, the man was there. The man was outside.
3: Oh, so was that? Was that just him, or was I was kind of thinking like we have like open floor plan, like we we saw this happening like from from the table, or was it just him seeing that?
0: I think it was just him experiencing that. I think the door perfectly blocked. Okay, that interaction.
2: The man was there. I, Mister Bailey, I think I'm going to stick around for a little longer.
0: What just happened?
2: I saw the man, and then if we're being empirical,
3: <laughs> yep.
2: I took out a TIE fighter so I could test my theory that he wasn't a real man. And I threw the tie at him, and then he stopped it. And then it turned around, which doesn't make any sense because there would be air resistance. And it flies directly back at me, and it makes the TIE fighter sound. Like, Bee!
4: Yeah, you're cuckoo. That's just how the toy works.
2: My TIE fighter doesn't make noises.
4: I saw the movie. I guess it does.
2: Mine doesn't. <laughs>
4: okay we're like nose nose
2: there's some
0: hackles Yeah. yeah
4: so kids
3: yeah you know what we need guns we need an expert and I am not an expert in this but I know where to find one
0: Well, Heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back with more Kids on Bikes next week. Music featured on this week's episode was acquired through the Free Music Archive, and it includes Dreaming by Lee Rosevere, Can You Kiss Me First by Hair Doctor, Spooky Tension Building Synth by Solar Flare, Omega by Graham Fielkowitz, Ambientro by Kid Nasty, and Muffled Synth Pawn by Highway 17. In the meantime, be sure to check out some of the other great actual play on the OneShot Network, like the new Skyjacks campaign under Campaign Podcast on your favorite podcast app, A Woman with Hollow Eyes premiering this Thursday, or one of our established shows like The Neo Scum. Neo Scum is a narrative comedy podcast featuring five Chicago improvisers antagonizing their way through the role playing classic Shadowrun. It follows a group of misfits and outsiders, Z, the acerbic cyber troublemaker. Pox, the candy-junkie klepto from across the pond, Tech Wizard, the public-access actor with a petulant thirst for adventure, and Dak Rambo, the nastiest trucker this side of the robo-Mason Dixon. Join the irascible Neoscum crew on a puerile rock and road trip through a weirdo world of tomorrow, doling out street justice to every deep they encounter, whether they deserve it or not. Heroes, my new book, The Ultimate RPG Character Backstory Guide, is out now, and you can find it anywhere books are sold. It's full of exercises that can help you add depth to your characters, level up your world building, and even keep role-playing when you're alone. Be sure to head out to your favorite indie brick-and-mortar bookstore, a big chain like Barnes & Noble, or your preferred online seller to pick it up today. Heroes, as always, we end one-shot with a call to action. The first thing I want to remind everyone to do is vote. In many states, early voting is already open. You don't need to wait till election day to make your voice heard. In fact, you shouldn't. If you have the opportunity to vote now, do it. Be sure to talk to your friends and see when they're voting. Make sure that everyone you know has access to transportation that they need in order to get to the voting booth. If you need help, don't hesitate to ask. If you need to look up times and locations for early voting, head to vote.org to learn more about voting in your state. With the New York Times reporting plans from within the Trump administration to curtail the civil rights of trans and queer folks in the United States, now is the time to act. If you consider yourself a queer ally, we need your help. One of the most immediate steps that you can take beyond voting is calling your representatives. When I call my reps, I use a site called FiveCalls.org. That's the number 5calls.org. There, you can find issue summaries for important issues affecting the country, along with contact information for your representatives, and a script to read while you're on the phone so you can get your points across clearly. Queer folks need our allies to step up, because our enemies are not taking breaks. If you're a trans person who's been overwhelmed by this news, as many of my friends have, there are organizations that OneShot has supported in order to help you. Programs like Trans Lifeline and the Trevor Project are organizations that we supported so that they would be able to provide you help in times of need like this. I know this world is a difficult place to be right now, but believe me, you are not alone. If you are hurting, don't hesitate to reach out.